My music made my fans that was old. Forget that they are old and get to find new young body and jump in the young body and start to dance. A certifiable musical genius, matchless roots reggae and dub pioneer, a mystical influencer, forever etched in the industry greats, a true legend. Lee Scratch Perry's pioneering work opened up profound new depths in Jamaican music. The rushing tempos established the roots reggae sound that Bob Marley made famous to the world. I make reggae, spiritual reggae, holy reggae, godly reggae. I will not accept ragamuffin reggae. His unforgettable use of space and echo would have a weighty influence on post-punk, hip-hop, dance music and other genres. Jamaica lost a real prince of music who made the world his instrument. Lee Scratch Perry was born Rainford Hugh Perry in Hanover, Jamaica in 1936. When my parents were two innocent people, they didn't know who they was. Right? My mother was perfect, but my father was stupid. <clears throat> so my mother is, is, is a God lover. Yeah. My mother loved God to the heart. Now my father is idiot. Not my real father. My godly father is perfect, but my, he was addicted to dead meat. So he eat too much dead meat. He left school when he was young, as he believed there was nothing to do except field work. So he started playing dominoes and learned to read the minds of others. Perry was hired as an assistant by Clement Cox and Dodd, who was the Studio One Don Man of reggae production. Perry then went on to be a talent scout, DJ, store manager, and eventually a recording artist. He even worked with the scam man, Prince Buster, selling records for Cox and Dodd. It was his early recording of the Chicken Scratch in 1965 that led to his popular and beloved stage moniker, Scratch. Scratch was eccentric, a leader by all means, not a follower. So it was only right that he had quite a few spats dotting the span of his career. One of the very first of those was when Scratch cut ties with Cox and Dodd and began working with exceptional producer and label head Joe Gibbs. Their partnership didn't turn out to be a rosy one as the two butted heads. However, it produced musical bliss with the hit singles People Funny Boy by Scratch and Gibbs People Grudgeful, which were both diss tracks for each other. Scratch became increasingly independent, forming his own backing band, The Upsetters, with a series of early releases fixated on spaghetti westerns, including The Return of Django. Clint Eastwood and The Good, The Bad and The Upsetters. In 1973, he built his own studio, The Notorious Black Ark. Here he tried out drum machines, firing guns, breaking glass and sampling animal noises with the potential of studio equipment, mapping out the future of his own. I didn't want to sing reggae actual. I didn't, it was a reggae time, it was scared. Then after scared, go to Rocksteady. I write 
a song that I believe in. The Lion of Judah shall break every chain. The conquering lion shall gain every chain. And give us the victory again and again. And then Chris Cresswell, any um, cock son or cock, cock dead, take it and give it to the rival to sing. The Lion of Judah shall break every Scratch was said to also blow marijuana smoke on the master tapes, which supposedly enhanced the recordings. Before Black Ark, Scratch also worked with Bob Marley and the Wailers, along with some members of the Upsetters. Bob Marley continues to be a hit sensation, and Lee Scratch Perry was instrumental in the success of his career. He paved the way and gave Bob direction. After I see so much people making copies of my original music, singing ugly words and my original music, I say, okay, I'm going to break a while and say, right, what should I do? God said, give the reggae to Bob Marley. And let's make a new thing in the studio called Dub. So I, I really do as God says. So I, I give Bob Marley reggae as a present, funky reggae party. And then I was free from the reggae. And I go into my dub. I will create a new scene and the children end up with them girls love it no more. Scratch forged the technique of dub versions for reggae tracks. This involved the emphasized bass, occasionally removed vocals, and added reverb to create an eerie, mysterious, echoing sonic sound. He saw the studio as not just a building, but a living thing, possessing life within itself. He believed that his mind and the machines acted as one. What you shall reap You like the fire to burn this naya But it no work out You're just a weak out you You send your big neck police friend we come cool I up the Upsetters band backed Max Romeo for the album War in a Babylon, produced by Scratch himself. It was part of the wave of politicized reggae in the mid-1970s, featuring one of the genre's biggest anthems in Chase the Devil. Perry produced a myriad of sheer classics, including The Heart of the Congos, The Heptones' Dylan-covered Party Time, and Junior Mervyn's hit Police and Thieves, which protested against police brutality. Nineteen seventy-seven saw the production of the Clash's single Complete Control, and that same year Paul and Linda McCartney traveled to Black Ark to record two singles. A daring man was who Scratch really was. In nineteen eighty, he sent a letter to the Japanese Minister of Justice, arguing and pleading against McCartney's arrest. He said, Please do not consider the amount of herbs involved excessive. Master Paul McCartney's intentions are positive. Ja is a light and salvation. 
Join us next time for part two as we continue reflecting on the mystical greatness that was the life and work of Lee Scratch Perry. This program was written by Abigail Wilson and produced by Norman Marsh. If you'd like to hear it again, visit cool97fm.com and click Podcasts.